This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with a week four around the Hub City with DJ Man. I, DJ, you don't look any different. I haven't seen you up close in a while. I've seen you at the coaches' luncheon, but I told you I felt bad I haven't seen you since opening night. Seems like months ago, but your team is one and two, but that's a very deceptive one and two. You beat Friendship, and then you've lost close games to a much-improved Midland High team and a Ryder team that's ranked number two in the state in 5A Division Two. This this feels a lot different than last year when you guys were still kind of trying to put parts together. This, this seems like you're a good team that just maybe misfired a couple times here or there against good teams. Yeah, you know, going on the road has, has been tough for us. Um, we definitely haven't got the outcomes that we want, and, you know, we, we haven't got those bounces. You know, when you go on the road, things got to go right, and we face some adversity going to Midland, you know, have with an hour and 15-minute mm-hmm. weather delay, having to keep, you know, 65 kids trapped up in a locker room. Um, I don't think I had them ready to go in the right manner that game. And then, you know, we get down to, to Ryder this week, man, and, you know, like I said, some of those bounces that you'd like that you would get at home or some of those calls that you may get, we didn't get them, and uh, we didn't take advantage of some things, and we lost two straight. It doesn't seem like this is a deal where your guys blinked in big game situations because you scored late against Midland High, you scored late against Ryder, so your guys are still doing those things. It's just one play after that seems to be getting you. Yeah, yeah, we've we've given up a few big things that we wouldn't normally give up, and you know had a, a penalty here that called back I think a fifty yarder. Um, we've had I know in the last two weeks on on our last drive we've had penalties that have called back big first downs so you know we got we're still we're, we're, we're fairly young at some spots um, we got some inexperience at some spots and we got some kids that are having to grow up especially on our offensive line um, but we're putting those pieces together and I, I you know one and two doesn't say it but I think we're trending in the right direction it, this is kind of a more of a basketball thing because I know coaches like to face different kind of styles and it seems like you've seen three different styles so far because friendship seems to be passed first, at least the last couple of weeks they have. Midland's going to option you to death, and then Ryder, if I, from what I remember last year, is they'll fling it, but they also like to get the the ball to their big running back and let him do things. How has that helped your defense kind of start to grow a little bit as you get closer to district? Yeah, it's it's good to see different types of offenses. You know, friendship presented a, a tremendous pass game and. Midland was phenomenal with running the option, and they're only getting better at what they do. And, you know, Ryder kind of presented a good mix. Of course, they want to run the ball a lot. And, you know, it, it, it helps us sharpen our knife on defense, um, gives those guys an opportunity to, to get ready for district. And, and that's what it's all about. That's what I talked to our kids about today at, at 630 this morning. Everything we're doing right now is building up for, for district. And it doesn't matter if we finish the non-district 2-2, two and 1-3, two, and 4-0, and 0-4. Oh, oh and four. Um, the big goal of being district champs is still ahead of us. This week you've got Abilene Cooper in the, I guess I call it the matinee game at Lower Field, one of those doubleheaders, 4 o'clock and 8 o'clock or 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock. I asked you if you lost a coin flip on that. You told me it's Monterey's homecoming, so you sort of have to let them have the spotlight. What's different, though, about a Friday afternoon game? Is there any you change your routine at all during the week? No, the the you know, it's like playing. We practice it 420. So it's going to be similar to that, and we got to do some things like, uh, you know, starting fast. You know, that's what we're going to put an emphasis on this week, and you know, we're going to get the have to get the kids out a little earlier for a home game 
which is some of the things we do on the road. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've just kind of been talking to different people, trying to get some advice on, you know, how is it going into a 4 o'clock game? Because in my 16, 17 years, I've never played a game at 4 o'clock on a, on a weekday. Yeah, it's unless you're sharing a stadium, that's most likely not. Now, if you get to the deep end of the state playoffs, you're, you may end up with a – a day game, but that's a good problem to have at that point. Yeah, that's a, that's a Saturday. And yeah. we're, we're looking forward to those. And, you know, it's like I said, it's a little different on a school day, but, you know, we're going to prepare our kids a little, just slightly different, do some things different in practice that, that'll get that motor running hot um, to start things off. You have the principal coming up with those notes to let the student body out too, because you want to have your crowd there too. You don't want to be playing in front of an empty stadium. That's the biggest thing I worried about, man. Four o'clock game, we get out of school at four o'clock. You know, people get off work at five o'clock, and and we play this game for our community. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 hoping and praying that some bosses and some principals are nice to their to their employees and their students, and give them an the opportunity to get to the game early. Get one of those Buffalo Wild Wings buttons or something to, to delay things. We'll talk about Abilene Cooper. That's a program that's had tradition for years. They've had great years. They've had some down years, but what are the what do you look for from them this year? I mean, Abilene Cooper's a they're they're a playoff team. Um, you know, when we scheduled the game, we knew they'd be a playoff team. We knew that'd be a, a good challenge for us. Um, you know, they're going to play extremely hard. They always have a lot of athletes. Um, we had an opportunity to see them in seven-on-seven seven this summer. Um, their quarterback warns that he can throw the ball all around the yard, and he's athletic enough to, to beat you on the ground. So, um, you know, if we come into this game thinking it's just going to be all funs and giggles, you know, a 4 o'clock daytime game, we'll, we'll leave sad. You don't want to do that. Um Offensively, as I've watched your numbers, you had a little bit of turnover issues, which got you to start last year. What do you have to do with Jet and with guys carrying the ball to help clean that up? Yeah, the you know the interceptions were two of those interceptions he threw against Midland High were on fourth down, um, where he's just trying to make a play. He's scrambling out the pocket and he's trying to make a play, and they they pick it off. Um, this week we had a fumble on a, on a punt return, but offensively we didn't turn it over this week, and that was one of our big goals. We felt like if we didn't turn the ball over, we'd win. Obviously, we came short, but you know we're, we're like I said earlier, we're trending in that right direction when it comes to keeping the ball to ourselves. There's special teams turnovers almost count as two because you're kind of anxious to get out there and start doing something, and all of a sudden their offense is back yeah. out there defensively. Gave up the running, rushing yards against Midland High, which is their thing, like we talked about. Ryder got you a little bit on, I think, a, a big pass play at the end. Is it just a matter of, like you said, guys maturing on the vine here a little bit? Yeah, it's guys just being where they're supposed to be, um, showing a little bit more discipline. And we're, we're, we're having to do some substitution things where, you know, Ryder hit us on a, a big play right before half. That was probably 40 yards, and then hit us on a big play to end the game. And, you know, we just got to do a better job of finishing, finishing the half, um, finishing the game. And, you know, we, we, we got, you know, we got some, a couple of young guys. We had an injury in, at, at our corner spot that, that we're having to kind of fill some guys in for. But um, it's good for them to see that stuff right now so we'll know how to react and adjust to it later on in the year. I know Friendship's got athletes. I know Midland High's got athletes. But – from what I remember about Ryder the last couple of years is they've got athletes in the right places that you have to be ready for. That's another kind of eye-opening thing for you guys to know these are guys we got to be able to shut down. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to play against big-time players all year. You know, we're going to have to play against Jaden Hibbler at Monterey. You know, we're going to have to play against uh, – yeah, Hebrew. We're going to have to play against Garcia from 
from um from Amarillo High, Barnes at Tascosa. I mean, there's there's this district is loaded with with people that can play football. So so for us to have the chance to see the the Stone Kid at Friendship and the big time running back at at uh, Midland High and and Willis at at um at Ryder, it, it's good for us to see that type of athlete because now we know we can compete and we can beat people with good players because we have good players. Yeah, you, I was gonna say you got you have a few of those studs that people have to worry about as well. I texted you after the last game. I wanted to make sure, and I did this with Butch Henderson too, so don't feel like I was doubting you because I did it with Mike Smith. I texted you just to make sure that John Curry really had 20 tackles because you know what it's like in high school. If a guy's dominating like that, sometimes a team will just veer away from him. Mm-hmm. He seems to be able to find the ball, though. Yeah, and we and we Coach Roy does a good job of putting John in position to where you it's hard to go away from him. You know, we, we kind of put – we'll put him on that weak side and you'll think, well, let's let's run over there and, and John's waiting on you. If you run to our strong side, we, we got you outnumbered. So, um, he – I said it last year before the season started. He reminds me of Mike Smith and, and he's living up to that billing. I actually texted your former teammate that same thing. I said this guy that's playing for Coronado reminds me of – he's the best linebacker I've seen. Uh, Charlie was good. Don't get me wrong. Charlie was a really good linebacker. But John compares to Mike Smith as much as anybody I've seen. No doubt. Tall, long, can run. Athletic. Super, the... super nice kid, except angry on the field. That's the way um, you want him. And he's, he's not afraid to stick his face in a fan blade. Before I get in trouble, Charlie was athletic too. Oh, Charlie yeah. was a different kind of athlete. Charlie, Charlie just, he looked like almost like an offensive lineman in the middle of your defense, but he could get there. Charlie was a, Charlie had a different body style, so it looks a lot different. That's why he's a tight end now. He had a different body style. He was a bigger 225, 230 pound kid. That was, you know, Charlie played outfield in baseball, Mm -hmm. so he was extremely athletic, you know, more than people know. So two very good football players, Isaiah Kelly, him and John Mm -hmm. are, are, are similar, taller, leaner kids that can run. Um, we've been blessed with athletes here at Coronado. That goes back a few years, including Mike Smith and Kevin Curtis. I know a lot of the guys that you've had were teammates with and have had come talk to your guys. That's something in the water out here. So the, one of the things I mentioned early on before we even started this, this just doesn't seem anywhere close to last year. Last year you guys were, I don't want to say walking around struggling to find things, but this does not feel like – this team's in trouble. This feels like this team probably is going to have a pretty good mat coming out Friday afternoon. Yeah, last year we it took us a long time to find our identity. It took us a long time for kids to know where they were supposed to be. It took a while for me to know where you know what I was supposed right. to be doing. Don't let David Thetford know. That. Yeah, but this year you know the kids understand our system a lot better, and we're tweaking some things to to match our talent and to match who we have coming back. But um, we're, we're on the right trajectory. And one thing I've noticed about a lot of teams out here, too, is y'all have not backed away from anybody schedule-wise. As tough as your district's going to be, that makes a lot of sense to kind of test the, the hide a little bit before you get into the six-game six, six game district? Yes. Yep. No doubt. I mean, we scrimmaged the top 10, 4A team, Division One team. We scrimmaged the 6A team that made the playoffs. We played a 6A team that's going to make the playoffs this year. Played another 6A team that's going to be good. We played the number two team in the state, and we've got to play another playoff team coming up. So, you know, a lot, you know, we we like to think we're one of the top teams in West Texas. So, you know, a lot of people aren't going to really 
be standing in line and raising their hand to play us. So we'll 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 take who we can get, and like I said, it just helps us sharpen our knife when it comes to district. Now, I imagine beating Coronado has become a thing to people. If if they could beat you, they they count that as a feather in your cap, and that's like you said, that's fine. When you get to those six games that count a little bit more, that's when you want to start adding feathers to your cap. No doubt about it. Those those are the ones that matter. That you know, the D in our vision is district champs, and that's all we're chasing right now. That's Coronado coach DJ Mann. This has been another episode of Around the Hub City.